0: Awesome, guys, so good to see you again, Woo. guys you're incredible, I am loving being with you guys, big thank you to the worship team, were they awesome, that's so great, so great, wow, that's a tissue, thank you, um, guys, it is Easter Sunday Come on. He is risen. Uh, we've talked throughout this weekend about Easter and about Easter uh, Good Friday, how Jesus died on the cross for us, how he has nailed to the cross for our sins. And then we talked about Easter Saturday in the midst of that waiting, that there is hope and there is joy, that actually there is, the story isn't over. And now we've got to Easter Sunday. And I asked my kids um, back at Kids Church last Sunday, the four, five, and six-year-olds, I said, why do we celebrate Easter? And a little boy put his hand up, ooh, 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 the chocolate. And I said, oh, well, chocolate's great. It's a chocolate lot of fun, but there's more to it. And um, then a little girl put her hand up and said, the Easter bunny. And I said, well, uh, you know Easter bunny I don't really know about that but um, then this little boy put his hand up and was so sure of himself and he said oh it's holidays <laughs> and um, this little girl suddenly interrupted she didn't even put her hand up but she's like guys you got this so wrong Jesus died for our sins <laughs> and I was like you preach it sister you know <laughs> The whole thing, the whole reason of Easter isn't just for a holiday, chocolate's great, and we have the eggs, and that's representing new life, but there is new life that comes from one person alone, from the power of one, and that's through Jesus. And um, just as that fire alarm went off last night, it reminded me of a verse from the Easter Sunday um, part of the Bible, and it said, do not be alarmed. And um, (laughs) the the angels said this, but I want to invite a special guest up, Orly, Um, Do you want to come on up, Orly? Let's give Orly a clap. She is incredible. She's going to be reading for us today from the Bible, from Luke 24, verse 1 to 9. So if you have a Bible with you, you can look it up, or just um, close your eyes and just picture this as she's reading. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. Awesome. Can we give Ollie an amazing, massive clap? That's such good reading. She's from the Green Beanies. Is that your name? Green Beanies? Oh, Green Astronauts. Oh, sweet. Well, that reading was out of this world, wasn't it? That's so good. Um, thank you so much. Ollie. I actually... Um, just felt as you were speaking as well that God has really given you a voice to be able to speak over people and you're going to really find freedom as you continue to speak and share your testimony so you're amazing let's give her another big clap Thank you so much. guys so good I love that line that was in that and it said why do you seek the living among the dead you know um I think a lot of the time in our lives, we go through different events and different things and we try and seek for something of life among things that don't really bring us life. And I, um, I had a bit of a party one time with some of my friends and we were hanging out and we were at the age where you, you got your license and you started driving and uh, driving your friends around and we we're like, this is really cool, you know. And um, I know, you guys are getting tired of these now, aren't you? Okay, anyway... Can't stop, won't stop, no, um, but uh, anyway, we were going from my house, actually, to Luke's house, my cousin, the Christian supermodel, best cousin ever, and um, as we were going around there, all of my friends were getting into cars, and this voice, like, kind of this thing inside of me was kind of feeling, your friends don't really like you, they, they don't really, they're not really your friends, you need to prove to them that you're, that you're a cool guy, that they're your friends and so I kind of thought on my feet this is the stupidest thing one of the stupidest things I've ever done never do this okay and all the uh, friends cars were filling up and then there was just one car left and there was a guy who was on as restricted now for those of you that know what driving is firstly there's the learners where you can drive with you and Your mum or your grandma are in the car and um, they're helping you. You're restricted. You can drive by yourself, but you can't have anyone in the car with you, it says. But then full licence, you can drive with your friends, your granny, everyone. And so um, this this guy was on his restricted licence, so he couldn't have anyone in the car. And I thought to myself, you know, it doesn't say anything in the road code about driving on top of the car. And so... I thought to my friends, you know, guys, I think I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to just ride on top of this car. And I thought they were all going to laugh. They're like, that's a stupid idea. And I said, no, it's not. Watch me. And, um, and I grabbed a packet of crunchies because that's where a party begins. And, so, and then I hopped on the back of this car and I was holding this bag of crunchies. And all of these cars just starting to go. And this, uh, it started to feel like, what the heck are you doing, Ben? But I was like, I'm just gonna go along with this. So I was holding on to the back of the car. It was getting a bit darker, and we started to go. And my legs were like shaking. And I, this guy started driving. He started driving a little bit faster. And I was trying to say slow down, but I was a little bit chub chub. So I was like slow down. And as I kept going faster and faster, I just like got so freaked. And suddenly, this light just shines towards me from the opposite direction. And I'm like, oh no, it's the police. And I'm like, I'm going to go to prison, I'm going to have to live with 27 cats for the rest of my life, and I'll never see anyone again. And so I'm like, there's only one thing that I can do to try and hide from this. I'm going to have to try jump off the car. I know, never do this, okay? And and so I was thinking about movies. You know movies, how people jump off cars, they do a dive roll, they flick their hair, and they're like, hey. (laughs) Tell you what, it's not like that in real life. (laughs) So I was holding on to this car, my legs were shaking, and I said, one two, three, and I jumped and I face planted onto the ground. My leg ripped open a little bit, my knee, and I crunched the crunchies. I know, I know. I know, right? I I feel your pain. Well, I I had the pain. And um, as I was on the road, this car went past. It was just a little old lady that was just driving past. She didn't even see. But I was just sitting there and on the road, and I was just thinking, what the heck were you thinking, Ben? It was such a stupid thing to do. And there's that moment after I did that where I'm like, I'm going to have to go and tell my parents. Who knows that feeling where you have, you've done something wrong and you have to go tell your parents? And there was a thought in my mind. I'm like, my dad's going to kill me. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I, so I, I went up to um, my dad and he was in bed already. He was reading Reader's Digest or something like that. And I I thought, man, I don't know if I should just, uh, I'll just be brave and I'll just be staunch. I'll be like, Dad, uh, you know, I did a bit of a funny thing. And as soon as I saw him, Dad said, hi. And I just went, Dad, I'm so sorry. I just jumped off a car. It's stupid of me. And um, I thought Dad was going to just get really angry, but he ran to me and he gave me the biggest hug. And... But I didn't have poos and wees on me this time, but he, he just gave me the biggest hug. And suddenly, as he was hugging me in this place, all of my fear went. And I realized in my father's arms that actually I was looking at my worth in a different place where I shouldn't have been looking. But in my father's arms, I knew my worth. I knew that I was loved. I knew that I belonged. You know, this is what Easter is all about. Easter Sunday is about knowing our worth. And I want to tell you that the enemy is always going to try and make you question your worth. Ever since the beginning from, you know, when we talked on the first night about the tree of knowledge of good and evil and how they uh, picked the apple from the tree, picked the fruit from the tree, because the enemy tried to make them question their worth. He actually said to the question, does God really care for you? Does God really love you? And the enemy will always try and make us question our worth, but God will always prove to us his worth. God will always remind us of his worth, of our worth to him. Do you know when um, Jesus was actually on earth, he got tempted by the enemy as well. And um, the enemy said to him, if you are the son of God, then turn these stones into loaves of bread. Or if you're the son of God, then jump off because there'll be angels um, that will protect you and all these things. And Jesus could have done any of those things because he was the man. But he didn't need to um, show if he was the son of God. He already knew he was the son of God. Does that make sense? And actually, the enemy's always going to try and make you question your worth. But God always wants to remind you of your worth. Wants to remind you that actually because he's risen, we no longer have to try and look for victory in places. We stand in victory when we invite Jesus into our hearts. We actually live in victory. And it doesn't mean that life's always easy, but it means that he's with us at every step. And um, there's this beautiful story of Jesus with his disciples. And he's in this boat and they're uh, going to another part of um, the country, of the place where they were. And as they're on the boat, there's a storm. But Jesus is asleep on the boat. He was having a little nana back there. And the storm just gets violenter and violenter. And the disciples come to Jesus and start shaking him, say, Jesus, don't you care that we're going to die? And Jesus just wakes up from his beauty sleep and he's like are you guys afraid and he stands up and he speaks to the storm and he says be still and suddenly the storm is completely still isn't that amazing i've tried that before it didn't quite work (laughs) but i then there's this other story where jesus on the wall actually his disciples are in a boat, and they've gone ahead of him. And there's this massive storm, and they probably remember in the story they're like, "Man, why isn't it working? That the storm's just being stilled straight away?" But then they see someone walking towards them on the water. Do you know who that was? Jesus. Jesus come on, he's walking on the water, and he was just walking towards them. And at first they're like, "Ah, oh, this is a ghost." And they were freaked. And they probably wet their pants, although their pants were probably already wet from the storm. And they were like, what the heck? Who is this? And Jesus said, don't be afraid. It's me. Peter then says, Lord, if it's really you, then tell me to come and step out of the boat. And Jesus said, okay, come. (laughs) I don't think he actually thought he was going to say. But anyway, Peter's like, oh, heck. And so he's in this boat, and he steps out. He steps one foot. He probably feels he's like, ooh. Ooh. (laughs) And he's looking at Jesus, and Jesus is like, come to me. And he's like, wow, I'm walking. I'm walking, and he's looking at Jesus. And suddenly, the storm around him is loud, and he looks towards the storm. And he looks around. He starts to get freaked. He starts to panic. He says, I'm sinking! And he starts sinking, and he starts um, going under the water, and he says, Jesus, save me! And Jesus puts out his hand, and he picks him up. And he says, why did you doubt me? You were looking at me. And I want to tell you that actually, sometimes there's storms in our lives that when we pray to God, he will calm them straight away. But there's other times where there's storms in our life that they won't be calmed straight away. And Jesus wants to teach us to walk through them and look at him, to trust in him. And I want to tell you that in both those things, Jesus wants to work in our lives. All of us have gone through hard things in our lives. In fact, um, because we live with Jesus, he promises that he, he will be with us. He actually says that when we go through deep waters, he will be with us. And um, my family, they were so excited for um, a, a baby girl that was going to be coming. We, uh, there's three boys in our family, Simon, me, Ben, and then my better looking brother, Josh. And... Um, we, they were excited for a girl and we were so excited because um, a little baby girl was coming and it got up to the day that my little sister was going to be born and they found out that um, there had been some complications and so um, the baby had died in my mum's tummy and so my mum had to um, give birth to this baby that was dead and uh, I was quite young at the time, and all I remember was being at the funeral and trying to comfort my mum, and she was crying and comforting my dad, and he was crying, and then my brother was crying, and I didn't have enough hands, and so then I started crying, and I didn't remember too much about that, but I, I remember hearing more and more of the stories, and um, it was a really hard time for our family, because my parents are pastors. Who's a pastor's kid here? Anyone pastor's kid? Yep. Yep. You feel me, mate. Come on. And... A pastor's kid is someone that's a kid of uh, people that are in ministry, that uh, ministers. And so my parents were leading this church and they uh, had been through this massive thing and they'd been through some disappointment. And my mom just kept crying and crying and just finding it so hard. And my dad came one day to my mom and said, honey, you would never give up on Jesus, would you? And she said, no. She said, if I lose him, then I've lost everything. And I want to tell you, we can lose things in our lives, things that are real precious to us. But in the midst of that, God wants us to know the one who is most precious to us. One of these uh, guys down the front asked this incredible question last night. He said, you know, how do we understand all this? Like, God, um, God has just such a big mind that he cares for all of us. He thinks about all of us. And that was an amazing question. And just after my little sister had died that um, my dad was outside holding my little brother, Josh, and he loved the Wiggles. Does anyone else like the Wiggles? Come on, toot, toot, chugga, chugga, big rag car. And um, he was holding uh, Josh outside, and they were getting this aerial put in for the TV. And my little brother was about two years old at the time, and he, he went to my dad, he said, Dad, what's that for? Which means, what's that for? <laughs> and... My dad said, you know, that is an aerial so that you can see the TV and that you can watch the wiggles. And he said, oh, what that for? And he said, "Uh, it's so that the wiggles, they, they come from wherever they are in Australia and they come through the aerial and then you get to watch it on your TV. And then he said, oh, what that for? And he said, um, well, you know, you know how we're watching TV and you get to watch and you dance in your undies to the Wiggles. You know, you get to do that because of that thing up in the sky and it's pointing out. And my little brother's are, like, oh, what that for? <laughs> and suddenly God spoke to my dad in that time and he said, there's no way sometimes that you're going to be able to understand what you're going through right now and it's hard, and I'm, I'm grieving with you, and I'm with you in that pain, but you can trust me, and God spoke to dad in that time, just as if he was uh, that little boy in his arms, and you know, God has this beautiful picture of all of us being in his arms, that no matter what we've been through, that actually we have victory in Jesus, because he loves us, that there is only one God, And Jesus Christ is the only one who can bring us to him, that because we believe in Jesus, no matter what happens on this earth, we get to say yes to God. And um, uh, the beautiful thing from the end of that story is that we had another sister, and her name was Anna, and it was such a blessing, and my parents thought that they'd never be able to have another kid, but, um, you know, we still grieved in the midst of the hard times, but we have this beautiful younger sister called Annie who we just love so much and it's been such a blessing. And I want to tell you, there's this verse that says, God causes everything to work together for good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. And when we trust in Jesus, when we declare that he is good, even in the midst of our pain, then actually it changes everything around us. I've got one last story. Is that okay? Because I want to tell you that because we have Jesus inside our hearts, because we have the risen God inside our hearts, we now become alive, and we get to bring life to the people around us and so I was at this petrol station one time, and um, i haven 't had the best run with petrol stations to be honest. Um, I was at the petrol station one time, and I put the um, sno- snozzle thing in, and um, i don 't know what you call it the snozzle and um, And I was just waiting. I'd prepaid, and so I was waiting in my car, and I think the snozzle was done. Someone texted me, and they said, are you coming to this thing? I was like, sweet. And so I went, I just started to drive off, and I heard this "gadonk." I was like, what the heck? I looked back, and I had forgot to take the snozzle out of my car. And the whole snozzle went completely with me, and the whole thing completely detached from the petrol station, and was like squiggling like a snake out of my car. And I'm like, oh, heck, what the heck am I going to do? And I was like, uh, I don't know really what I should do. And so I got it out of the car, and I just put it over the counter. And I said, sorry. And I ran back to my car as fast as I could. And I drove off. And so I was at this petrol station another time, and I, I kind of had this fear in my head because of that, because I had not had a very good run with petrol stations. I'm like, I'm going to probably destroy this petrol station. And... Um, As I was filling up with this, um, in the snozzle thing, uh, um, oh, nozzle, oh, not a snozzle, (laughs) I've been saying snozzle for years, anyway, thank you, (laughs) snozzle's funnier though, okay, (laughs) well anyway, the nozzle, uh, whatever, Um, I had it in, and this guy, this attendant comes over to me. And I was like, oh no, I've probably done something wrong again. You know how you feel like you do something wrong even though you haven't done something wrong? And every day. (laughs) And I was in this place where I'm like, oh no, I've done something wrong. And he just said, do you want me to help you? And I was like, oh, um, I'm probably okay, um, but maybe, thanks. And he was kind of like, so do you want me to help you or not? (laughs) And I said, yeah, yeah, thanks. And as soon as he uh, started talking to me, um, God gave me a word for him. Now, again, it wasn't an audible voice. It was just this thing in my heart. And um, I, I just felt like God was saying that um, he, has, uh, he was just so, such, had such a kind heart and actually that God wanted to come and just bring life to him. And so I just said, hey, um, just while you're filling my car up with your snozzle, um, I, I just had this. I, I just, I'm a Christian. Oh, nozzle, sorry. I'm a, okay, <laughs> I'm a Christian, and I just felt um, like God was just saying that you are such a kind person, and God just wants to bring life to you, loves you, and He looked at me and He said, "Wow, mate." That is, he didn't say "bro" this time. He just said "wow," and then he said backwards, "wow," which is the same. And and as he said this, he was like, "That is incredible," because you know, I've just been doing this and I, I feel like there's more to life. And I, as I came over to you, I felt like there was something different. There was something different about you. And so I don't know what else to say, but I want Jesus. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that was really easy. <laughs> um, and I said, "Well, is it okay if I just prayed for you? And so there by the nozzle, Um, where I just prayed for him and he opens his heart to Jesus. He invites Jesus into his heart and um, he actually had pain in his body and I got to pray for him and he got completely healed and it was just a miracle. And I prayed for people before and they hadn't been healed. In fact, sometimes I felt they got worse. (laughs) Um, But there was just this thing where as I prayed that he just got healed and he just said there was something different. And so he comes to church and we start to get to know each other. And I found out actually that when I met him, he was from a different religion at first. <laughs> and I said, you know, um, we talked about Jesus and how he died on the cross. Why did you give your life to Jesus? Why did you just say you wanted Jesus in your heart? And he said, because as soon as you started talking to me, I knew this was the right God. And I want to tell you that actually there is power in the name of Jesus. And it starts from us firstly knowing that we can run to our dad, we can run to our heavenly dad, no matter what we've done, and that he wants to just encourage us, he wants to comfort us, our worth is in him. But then we get to take it from that place and share it with the people around us. Do you know people that don't know that they're sons and daughters of God, when they've done something wrong, they'll be like, I've messed up, my dad's going to kill me. You know how I said that? But actually a person that knows how good and loving their heavenly father is will say, I've messed up, I need to go and tell my dad. Because there is healing, there is comfort, there's forgiveness. But then through that, we get to show love to others. So I'm just going to pray, and I'd love you to stay seated um, for this. Just, um, maybe you want to just open out your hands. And I'm just going to pray that God will just come and meet with people and remind them of his love. In the midst of things that have been unchanging around your uh, uh, the things that have been changing, here's the unchanging one. So, Lord, I thank you that you love these incredible kids, these young men and women. Thank you that you are so proud of them. Lord, I pray that they will know of your life today. Lord, even in the midst of pain, in the midst of hurt, Lord, I thank you that it's okay to feel the pain, but actually to remember that that pain doesn't have the final say over our lives. Lord, I pray that we will be able to know of the life that you have given us as we accept you into our hearts. Thank you for this gift of your love. And Lord, I pray that we will be able to show that gift to it wherever we go. Just in this moment, I just want to say the reason why it's called a gift. I've got this crunchy bar in my pocket. And I want to give it to you, bro, because you're awesome, man. Uh, Can you just give me $20 for that? No, I'm just kidding. The reason why it's called a gift is because whether you deserve it or not, it's given. It is a gift. And uh, it's not asking for payment in return. And, you know, this is the thing with Jesus dying on the cross for us, with his life as well, that it's a gift to us. And the whole reason... The whole only reason why we can do this is because we receive this gift. We actually allow him to come and meet with us. And we're going to go into small groups in a set. But as we do this, I want you to just be thinking about this gift that God has done. That he has not only died for us, but he lives for us. And he wants to bring that life to you. You guys are awesome. What I'd love you to do is, as we sing this song, when you feel ready, I just want you to stand up and just... um, Allow God to come and meet with you. Sometimes with worship, we get a little bit distracted with the person next to us, uh, um, maybe fidgeting with some stuff. But I I want you to just know that actually Jesus is here and he wants to meet with you. And so whenever you feel ready during the song, I want you to just stand up. And if you want to open your hands, you're welcome to. But just let God speak to you in this as well.